Hi, this is Jaden Scoville, host of Today's Healthy Kids, and this is our Future is Missing Voice America Kids. Please be on the lookout for 18-year-old Esmit and 15-year-old Domingo Sanchez-Gonzalez, both Hispanic. They went missing from their hometown of Lewisburg, North Carolina, August 8, 2008. Esmit is 5 foot tall, weighing 140 pounds, black hair and brown eyes. Domingo is 4 foot 4 inches tall and weighing 130 pounds. This appears to be a family abduction and may be in the company of their father and may have traveled to Mexico. Domingo has a scar on his left knee. If you know of Esmit or Domingo's whereabouts, please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children's hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Esmit and Domingo, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. You will see Esmit's picture progressed to 18 years and Domingo's picture age progressed to 14 years. Thank you. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Real kids, real talk radio. Do you sometimes feel that there's nobody to talk to about the things you need to talk about? Well, look no further. Welcome to the Paper Hope Street Team on the Voice America Kids channel. Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the rest of the Paper Hope Street team are here to discuss the topics you've been asking about. Now, here's the Paper Hope Street team. Hello, hello, and welcome to the program, Paper Hope Street Team on Voice America Kids Network. I'm Rio Wade. And I'm Erica Everleth. And today we have special guests. Okay, so today we actually have my mom with us, who is the writer and creator of the blog that this is based off of, Paper Hope. Um, Say hello, Mommy. Hi, everyone. Glad to be here today. Yes, and we also have um, Jaden, who goes to school with us, and he's going to be here talking about our topic and having a male's perspective. So say hello. Hello. <laughs> okay. So last week we talked about what did we talk about? Drinking, drinking, alcohol, and how it affects teens and parents. Right. This week we are going to be talking about women's roles in government and media and how it affects women's views and how it portrays women. So we got this topic from a documentary um, called Misrepresentation on the OWN Network, the Oprah Winfrey Network. Um, my mom actually found it, so if you want to go ahead and give a little backstory on it. Yeah, this is a great documentary that Jennifer Newsom put out, and uh, the OWN Network picked it up this month, and I thought it would be great for the girls to sit down and watch it, and we invited Jaden this morning to sit down and review it with us. And it's a documentary that talks about women's roles in media, and um, the girls, and uh, Jaden and I, we're going to talk about it today. Cool. So, Jaden, go ahead and give us, like, a little bio so the people listening know kind of about you. Like, how old you are, what you do, where you go, blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm 16, and I attend Barry Goldwater High School. Uh, I'm a junior. (laughs) Yeah, just like Rio. Um, I love playing any kind of sport you can name, working out, anything active-wise that requires physical capability, I guess, and competitions. So he's a juice head in the best way possible. (laughs) Okay, so he's basically going to be our voice of the male in this, since we are talking about women's roles and society and women and all that. He's going to be the guy's point of view. And then we also have mom to talk about the older view perspective. So 
what we first recognized in watching this video because it had a ton of statistics. I guess we should talk about statistics first because yeah. there were a lot of interesting things that they pointed out, like facts and um, things. So one that I thought was insane, 65% of women and girls have an eating disorder. More than half of the female population suffers from an eating disorder. That blew my mind. Like, I never knew it was that big of a number. More than half of all women. So, I, I, this is Tamara, you guys. I want to ask you guys, do you currently know anyone at school that has an eating disorder, personally? Hmm. Definitely. Like, uh, me being in college now, uh, it's not so tight-knit as it is in high school, so you don't know everyone so intimately. Mm-hmm. But I remember in high school, uh, freshman year, first thing I learned about a girl was, oh, she's bulimic. Like, that's a great way to represent someone. I thought it was terrible. I was really shocked. She was so happy all the time. And it it made me, it caught me off guard to think that someone could be, someone so happy and, like, positive all the time could be so, like, negative towards themselves. So it's really shocking. And it doesn't even have to be an eating disorder to where you're not eating or you're throwing up. Right. There's eating disorders where people overeat because they feel too skinny. I've had that because when I was in middle school and grade school, I didn't weigh 90 pounds until I was a freshman. Like, I was very, very, very skinny. And it wasn't my fault. Like, I didn't purposefully do Mm -hmm. that. People would always tell me, oh, go eat a donut or all this stuff. And I spent a couple summers eating as much as I could to try to not be skinny and not made be made fun of and you never really think that that can be considered an eating disorder but it is because you're trying to eat differently or change your diet to change your body image because of what people are telling you it's very hard so i mean i guess in a way i've suffered from that just because of name calling and things that people would tell me that i didn't want to hear constantly mm-hmm. um so and i'm also curious jaden if you know any guys that have eating disorders or some sort of something that with food that they like have issues with well i myself was very skinny my entire life and i was underestimated in my capabilities in sports because mm-hmm. of how skinny i was along with uh even attractiveness to girls mm-hmm. skinniness isn't necessarily liked by a lot of people right. so i made myself eat until i was full and then I'd eat some more. And I did mm. this daily for about a year. And now I'm never full. And I don't know what to do. I just eat and eat and eat. And yep. I don't know if that's because I'm a teenage boy or because, <laughs> or that's just how it ended up being from yeah. eating constantly. Yeah, I don't, I just, it blew my mind that women, 65% of them have an eating disorder. Yeah, the um, fact that uh, I was really shocked by was that uh, one in four women, um, here, let's find it real quick. We have a page of statistics. One in four women will be abused by a partner in their lifetime, and one in six women are, are survivors of rape or attempted rape. That really caught me off guard because I thought as uh, I kind of thought I was the exception because I knew a girl who was abused by her boyfriend in high school. Like, mm-hmm. we're talking freshman, sophomore year when we're 15, 16, 14, 13 years old, and that was like... It blew my mind to hear this, and I felt so bad for her because she, even you know, at that age, couldn't get out of the relationship. And it was just as hard as I think any adult going through it would be, and it was really like sad to see her have to go through it so young. And I thought, I was like, wow, that was like, that's crazy. That was just the exception. But I really am shocked that one in four, that's like, 
so much more than I thought. Right. If we had another girl in this room, one of us would. Even, I mean, even you'll hear later on in stories we have. Like, it's so common, but it's underestimated. Like, people don't pay attention. And I think that's the big question in this documentary and what we're talking about is why is it not talked about? Why is this being ignored? Why Mm -hmm. is the eating disorders and the sexual abuse and the images being portrayed in media and the degrading of women, why is that being ignored? Like, we all are aware of it. It's been a reoccurring issue for centuries and, like, forever. Like, since the beginning of time, like, women have never had the same amount of power as men, and we don't know why because we're all aware of it. We all know, but why aren't we doing anything about it? Um, Real quick, you're listening to Voice America Kids. The show is Paper Hope Street Team. I'm Rio, and we're discussing the um, documentary Misrepresentation and the roles of women in power and media and everything that just... It's crazy how it's being ignored, and I don't know why. Um, A big point that we got from watching this documentary that we all agreed upon, like the instant we watched it, For us, what we decided, what we think is going on, is women view fame as power. They think that being on television, being rich, being known around the world, being a household name is equal to power, is equal to Mm -hmm. government roles, men in government roles. And how do you get power? How do you get fame? You display yourself to a male-based consumer market like men are the ones who are making the movies men are the ones who are casting the roles men are the ones who own the television networks and so you objectify yourself and you become appealing to the men so that you can get on these roles and make money and have fame and have power yeah and I think it's really the documentary goes to a lot of into detail about how uh there's a a very big gap between uh, women who want to be, you know, congresswomen or influences in power in, as intellect and not as, you know, the object. Um, it talks about a lot how girls are objectifying themselves, and that's the point that Rio was making is that we feel like uh, as objects we have value but not as equals. Right. And what we want to stress is that we, like, if you don't have to be, uh, you know, the movie star girls think okay I can either be a congresswoman and you know not be the attractive one and then you look at someone a celebrity any celebrity you want to use anyone works you think like congresswoman celebrity celebrities seem to have it better they get more attention they get Mm -hmm. they're prettier it's like girls lean towards the celebrity so then they look at the celebrities habits you know uh flaunting their bodies and getting into terrible habits and stuff. If you want to look at a good example of a celebrity, let's look at like um, Paris Hilton or mm-hmm. someone uh, like um, Kim Kardashian yeah. for an example. These these women are celebrities not because of the good they do in the world, but because of some of the bad things that they have done. Yeah. Like sex tapes. That is the main reason that people like become famous is, oh my gosh, she has a sex tape. Why does that make you famous? I think it just has to do with, uh, it's like a vicious repeating cycle. Women will look at her, like, look at a woman and say, like, she's getting all this attention. She's so pretty. I want that attention. Right. But why do you want that attention? Because you associate the attention with power. Mm -hmm. And that's incorrect. Mm -hmm. And again, you're talking about people in Congress versus celebrities. Versus celebrities. Why, 
why do we still focus on looks and appearance in Congress and people of power that are focusing on intellectuals? Why are we still focusing on their looks and like not focusing on their intellectual? Like it always seems to go back to their looks. But for now, let's take a break. I'm Rio Wade. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America. opinions fresh opinions right here on voice america kids if a rash develops while listening do not discontinue use you're listening to voice america kids have you friended us on facebook yet why not just go to facebook.com forward slash voice america or search for the keywords voice america once you are part of our facebook network you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows this week's featured guests and new happenings of the voice america talk radio network and you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team. Welcome back to the program, People Hope Street Team on Voice America Kids Network. I'm Rio Wade, and today we are talking about a documentary, Misrepresentation and Women's Roles in Government, Power, and Media, and how it affects what they are viewed as. So, guys, what were we talking about before the break? What, we had a point that we were trying to make. We were getting back to the point of how did this happen, and mm. um, I think that we wanted to bring up the point that Jennifer Polsner in the documentary really started to point out that reality shows, in her opinion, are kind of the backsliding of how this happened, because right. prior to reality shows, women were making some great strides in um, you know, their roles in uh, government and in society. Yep, you think about it in like the, you know, back before reality shows started, they were fighting for equal pay, they were fighting for voting rights, they were fighting for all of these things and they were succeeding and they were making strides and then reality shows came along and people realized that they were getting fame from watching people degrade one another yeah. and in and what you see in these reality shows is a lot of women are um mean to one another they're gold diggers um they're over sexualized and um that's really not what goes on in society i mean i speaking from the older woman's point of view i have a lot of really great women mentors and i think it's really sad that your generation is growing up looking through the eyes of television and seeing women being portrayed as backstabbing catty over sexualized witches mm -hmm. and that's really not true well I'm the point there was a point in a video where it had a statistic where it said something about how it's like more than half of women in television are like age 20 to 30, but yes. then 
an even more number of women in real life are like over 40. You know, like it's it's a false portrayal of women's, you know, appearance and the age of women and the amount of women that look a certain way. Like it's totally unrealistic in all aspects of the the majority the majority of women on television are portrayed in their 20s right. when in actuality the numbers are at the flip. Right. There's more women that aren't in their 20s. <laughs> <laughs> they, the, the media would like women in their 40s to just disappear. Right. And it made a point to say that in the video. Um, another point that we kind of got talking about after thinking about how women dress and how they're viewed, like sexualized in TV shows and movies, we started thinking about our own personal lives, like in high school and college and stuff, how we see the different types of girls. And we see girls that... I emulate girls that have the time to wake up and, you know, do their hair nice and put on maybe like light makeup, natural makeup and dress nice and not over revealing. And I appreciate that they have the time to do that. But then you see girls that emulate the girls that wake up three hours early to fry their hair off and cake their makeup on and push their boobs up as far as they can and wear shorts that go up their butt. And it's like they are dressing like bad like why do we emulate that they're emulating what's on television right but why do we do that why do we think that what how women dress on tv is okay i think that it's since we see that generation and we're missing the you know congresswoman type and we're missing all that stuff because of reality tv and the things that media is feeding to us with all the statistics that we got from the video um it's it's a lot of the influence and so us as younger girls are trying to emulate what we see in the media. So we were like really trying to get the idea of uh, for us as being so impressionable at this age, the difference between someone who's well put together and someone who's just, Mm -hmm. you know, for lack of a better word, I don't know. Yeah. There was a quote in the documentary that really stuck out to me. The quote was, you can't be what you can't see. And in media and movies and television, you'd never see the well-put-together girl that doesn't really try hard to look to please a man. Like, you never really see that. So how can girls emulate that if it's not being portrayed in things that they watch every single day? You know, like, there's no role models in that way. Because even when females are the protagonists in movies, like Catwoman or Elektra or any of these things, they're still wearing leather, you know, half tops and skinky costumes. And it's because it's appealing to men. It's appealing to the sexuality and basically clashing action with sex. So it's still appealing to men, even though they're trying to portray powerful women protagonists. The statistic from the movie says that only 16% of protagonists in film are female. Only 7% of film directors and 10% of writers are females. Yeah, so even in film, not even in government, there's a small percentage of women being portrayed in the movies and running the movies and creating the movies. Um, You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. The show is Paper Hope Street Team. I'm Rio Wade. And right now we're talking about um, the difference between put together and skanky, basically. So, like, we know what distinguishes it, the dressing, the revealing, and everything. And it's we talked about earlier today, before we came on the show, we talked about compliments and how that plays a role on how you dress and what you think of yourself. And um, so I go to school, and I dress basically like a hobo. And I've done this <laughs> since freshman, sophomore year. 
I didn't wear makeup one year, freshman year. I didn't wear eyeliner because I used to be obsessed with eyeliner. And people were asking me all day, you know, oh, my gosh, are you sick? Like, did you not, did you wake up late? Like, are you sick? I'm like, no, I just didn't wear makeup. And, like, that was a clicking point for me where I was like, oh, my God, like, people have never seen me without makeup at school. Like, they don't know who I really am type of thing. So from then on, I basically just didn't care. I didn't wear makeup. I wear sweatpants, jeans, baggy shirts, like, never brush my hair and... I mean, I, people still like me. Like, I'm still liked as a person. I have to interject here as your mom because I have to point out the, the effect that you had on your peers. And Erica can speak to this, too. It, it kind of started a little bit of a movement where girls reached out to Rio and started thanking her for doing that because it allowed them to also do that as well. Mm-hmm. So the, there became other girls that rolled out of bed and went to school and stopped wearing makeup and... And they began to emulate this behavior as well. Right, and that goes back to you can't be what you can't see. People finally saw that there's a girl who's liked and, quote, popular around school and doesn't care about putting on makeup or wearing, you know, nice clothing or whatever. And people still liked me. I had people message me on Facebook and, like, post on my wall or text me and be like, Rio, this is random, but you're really an inspiration that I don't have to worry about looking perfect every day because I know that you're out in school looking the way you do and comfortable with it. Yeah, I think it has to do a lot with confidence. And you always hear confidence is key. Confidence is the most attractive thing to people. And it has to do with that a lot. But I also uh, brought up the point today that I want to know what the difference is between confidence as some people see it and some people uh, misinterpret it. Because I think, Mm -hmm. to me, confidence is someone being comfortable in their own skin. Um, We were talking about this girl who works at the grocery store here in Phoenix and we always see her and we're like wow she is so pretty she doesn't wear tons of makeup her hair is up in a ponytail she's in her work uniform but she's so nice and friendly and comfortable and she's not like you can tell she's not like she doesn't feel pressured about the way she looks Mm -hmm. to impress people because she's going to work and that's what really clicked for uh, all of us this morning is there's a difference between the confidence that Uh, we're made out to think like confidence of being able to wear a skinny little dress and like skimpy clothes and some girls think oh that's me being confident because I'm not afraid of people judging my body but that's not confidence it's fake confidence it's fake confidence and that's why we have Jaden on the show today is because we wanted to ask him like how he feels about girls that dress that way Mm -hmm. like you appreciate confidence in a girl, correct? Yes, it is the most attractive thing I can find and that's, that's how all guys view it basically so you know, you do you prefer a girl who wears jeans and a t-shirt, or do you prefer a girl that wears a ton of makeup and a mini skirt? Definitely the jeans and t-shirt. Right, and that's the case with most of the guys that I know. So, but girls misinterpret that. They think, oh, I'm gonna wear this skimpy outfit, and I'm gonna show as much skin as I can because then guys will think that I'm comfortable with my body because I'm wearing stuff that reveals my body. So obviously, I'm okay with how I look, but you're still subjecting yourself to not feeling comfortable. Like, nobody really feels comfortable in that way. Mm-hmm. You, go ahead. I have a question for you, Jaden, too. What What do you think about a girl who shows up at a party or an event who is too revealing in her outfit? Well, to a party, there's only one reason you'd show up mm-hmm. very revealing, and that's for attention. And, and what, do you, what do you think about that girl? I mean, do you look at her and think, wow, she's a confident, outgoing girl? Or do you look at her and think, wow, that's sad? I mean, what do you think about that? When I see that, I think of a girl who lacks attention and she's striving for it. And the only way she knows how, because 
possibly lack of intelligence or mm. some other way of ob- obtaining it, mm-hmm. she chooses to show as much skin as she can because we're teenagers and guys, for some reason, yep. enjoy well, this. So, and guys will pay her attention for yes. doing that. But is it the right kind of attention? Yeah, what, what happens? I mean, tell us what happens at that party. So the girl shows up, and she's in some sort of skimpy outfit, and then there's other girls there that aren't in that skimpy outfit. What, what then happens? Well, not only is the girl in the skimpy outfit judged, but mm-hmm. she, a lot of guys will want to try to take advantage of her. Exactly. They feel like Physically, correct? Physically, yes. They feel that she's so comfortable with herself because she she's portrays it to be comfortable loose. and confident within these, like, no clothing, basically that they feel they can be comfortable with it too and yep they 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 see it as she's saying i'm okay with being naked basically i'm okay with not wearing clothes i'm okay with being objectified so that makes it okay for the guys to think it's okay so i have one last question before we leave this topic what happens um after the party and we're at school how do you see the girl how do you see this girl I see, I see her as someone who I wouldn't want to spend my time with. Yep. Yeah. And tell me how these other boys see her after they've paid all this attention to her at school and she was the, the belle of the ball, so to speak, and, and now she's at school. What's happening at school now? Well, unless, unless she is still skimped up for school, they see her as different. They see her as like mm-hmm. some, some sort of prize for the night, and then now they see her as nothing. So that's sad. My my question for you is, what is confidence then to you? Obviously, it's not what we, you know. What we're saying is fake confidence here. What do you think as confidence? Confidence to me is being, uh, feeling like you're looking good no matter what you're wearing. Whether you're wearing a skirt, a dress, t-shirts, uh, spankies, doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, no, because they do. Girls walk around in like sofies and like spankies yeah. and not actual shorts, and it's like they still feel okay with the fact that they're basically wearing pajamas. So like, they're scrubbing it, basically. They're scrubbing it, and they don't comment on it. They just see it as normal. They don't create an excuse for why they don't look good. They just deal with it because right. they're comfortable with There's it. There's no excuses. That's I awesome. think that's a big part of it. That's a big part. So let's take a break. I'm Rio Wade. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune in to Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. It's almost showtime. Tune in to Curtain Call every week for the latest happenings from the world of theater. It's news and reviews, both on stage and behind the scenes. If you've ever wanted to be a stage actor, theater director, or work behind the scenes in production, this is the show for you. Your hosts have been there and done that, and will answer all of your questions right on the air. Listen for Curtain Call. Weekly performances are happening Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel.
You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team. Welcome back to the program, Paper Hope Street Team on Voice America Kids Network. I'm Rio Wade, and today we are talking, of course, about women in power and the media and how it affects women's portrayal in society. Um, before we say our last topic that we had, or our last point on this topic, um, Jaden actually had something he wanted to mention. Yeah, it was just a small thing. Earlier you recited a line from, or actually a quote from the show. Mm-hmm. It's, you can't be what you can't see. And you elaborated with how you would go to school as a hobo and <laughs> girls would look up to you and admire you and even thank you for right. doing that for, so they felt comfortable doing it as well. But how did you go to school with that? Because you couldn't see it, but you just chose to be, you like inspired yourself. That's true. I mean, there wasn't really anyone around school or that I specifically emulated to be like, well, she's comfortable, I can be comfortable. I think where my confidence came from was... Again, the whole point of this, open communication with my parents and my mom and basically guidance from a young age that what's in media isn't real life. And I think that's where a lot of things go wrong and when and how women grow up or girls grow up to become women that think that it's okay and don't say anything about how we're being portrayed. I think it's starting from a young age, given the right information and basically someone telling you in your ear that that's not real, that real women don't do that and that's not the majority of what's going on in the world so I mean I don't know mom if you have anything to say about that I think that's an excellent point um Jaden when Rio was very little I was very calculated about what Rio watched on television um I was also very calculated about how I guided her with regard to the roles of women in the movies she watched or in magazines because I had worked with children at Boys and Girls Club teaching dance, and I had watched a a lot of young girls point at magazines and say, I want to look like her. I want to be her. And I I was always puzzled by that and and think to myself, why do you want to look like her when you're a beautiful young girl? Why? Why? And I always knew I never wanted my daughter to say that because it was so painful to hear them say that. So I was very calculated about it. So, and I think a lot of you know, new mothers that are having girls, like my language arts teacher was worrying about how she was going to protect her kid from all the media and everything. And I think that's just it, is being aware of the problems in media. Can't protect them. You have to be attended to. you're not necessarily protecting them from it because you can't keep it from them, but discussing it and making sure that as they grow up that they are aware of the flaws in media and and the flaws in women's portrayal. So it's basically, again, being open about it and making sure that your points get across as your kids grow up. So that's a great point, and we should have mentioned that earlier. So good point on that one. Um, The last point that we wanted to talk about that was kind of difficult for us to articulate, (laughs) but we'll we'll do it as best we can, um, is I noticed in the documentary how they were the um, narrator Jennifer was talking about how she was sexually abused and how that caused her to shut down to society and she felt like she had no more self-worth and 
I started wondering, girls that aren't sexually abused and haven't had that experience, how come, what causes them to shut down and have no self-worth? But I figured that seeing women objectified in media and television and seeing them wearing next to nothing and you know acting seductive and doing all this stuff, I mean, they're a woman, I'm a woman, so I'm automatically connected to them. And I feel like women seeing that from a young age kind of subconsciously connect themselves to those people. So it's like if they're being exposed in a way, I'm sort of being exposed. So... It's not necessarily direct correlation to sexual abuse, but it's kind of the same vulnerability and being exposed and creates the you know, consequences of being shut down and no self-worth so that we know there's a problem, but we have these symptoms because of the media that we're not doing anything about it. Right, that the people are just... The, the young girls that are seeing this in the media are becoming numb and shutting down mm-hmm. and, and turning a blind eye and and losing their voice. And I think that how we're going to sidestep this and move through this is by what you guys are doing here today and bringing awareness to it. But I'm speaking to the adult women now, and we have a role in this by stepping up and mentoring our young women and helping them find their voice and helping them not feel so shut down and helping them not feel so abused by the media that they have been that has permeated their mind twenty four seven. There are some statistics in this documentary that will blow your mind. These young girls are seeing ten hours a day of media. They are being stimulated by th- these images. Mm-hmm. So what Rio is talking to is this withdrawal, this shutting down, this 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 beating up of their self worth right. that they are feeling that is similar to someone that has felt this type of abuse. And so. Adult women need to step up and mentor young women to help build their self-esteem and build their self-worth so that we can stop this cycle. Right, because so many times throughout history, it's been acknowledged. This issue has been acknowledged, but nothing's ever been done about it, and we want to know why. So if you have any input on this topic or you want to know where to find misrepresentation, you can always go to the blog paperhope.com or Facebook slash paperhope.com. Um, and, you know, tell us what you think or if you have any answers to our questions or any input or you disagree with anything, like, please let us know. We would love to address that at a later time. And um, Yeah, and if you'd like to email um, us specifically to the show, send it to voiceamericakids at yahoo.com. Make sure you mention my name, Erica, or Rio, and mention the name of the show, which, again, is Paper Hope Street Team. Tell us, you know, what you think. Uh, tell us anything ask us questions we really want to know um what you guys think why this is such a vicious cycle and why if we know it's out there and we witness it every single day multiple times a day why nothing's being done to change it Mm -hmm. okay so our lecture of misrepresentation is complete we've lectured you good about this topic so now we're going to move on to what we do every show is we're going to move on to the daily detail Um, What it is, is we just go around and we give you a little insight of the mind of a teen and we tell you what the big topic or what we've noticed throughout the week is most important. So I know Erica has a big topic. Yeah, Wednesday was my birthday. I turned turned 19 years old. You old fart? I don't look it. (laughs) I I look like I'm 12 still. So, (laughs) you know. But, uh, yeah. I had a whirlwind of a birthday uh, to keep it short and sweet. My 
first class of the day got canceled, so that was nice. And someone brought me Starbucks to class because they knew it was my birthday. And then I tripped down a flight of stairs in front of a bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Starbucks and all. It would oh, be a no. birthday if you it didn't was, trip. Exactly. It was very interesting. So, uh, yeah, but I didn't let me let it get me down. Um, I was just like, that would happen to me on my <laughs> birthday, right? And so I just, you know, laughed like a lunatic and ran away pretty much. Uh, went back to my dorm, recuperated for like an hour. Had to go to my next class, which was awesome and fun. And then uh, I had... A lot of friends come up and pay me surprise visits because I actually live in a separate city from where I grew up now. Um, it was really, really fun. My mom got me a new laptop. Yay! Yay. Awesome! And I'm a coffee addict, if you can't tell, like with the Starbucks and stuff. Mm -hmm. So she bought me a coffee machine for my dorm, which was nice. awesome. It was yeah. probably like, my favorite thing. <laughs> and um, nice. yeah, I had an excellent birthday. Yay! Yay. Happy Yay. birthday! Thank you. <laughs> Wasn't it your... Um, your your friend's birthday? Yeah, my friend, my <laughs> special friend. Your friend about last show? Hug. Yeah, I, we we hug. <laughs> uh, last week it was his birthday too, so that was very interesting. And we are actually he's taking me out tonight as a surprise. As a surprise, kind of. He won't tell me what we're going to do yet, okay, but okay. we'll see how this compares with the whole issue I had last week of his birthday gift. We'll see. Okay. Well, that's awesome. So, <laughs> going off of that, actually, my daily detail has to do with the football team, and your man friend is on the football team, yeah. varsity quarterback of the football team. Um, <laughs> this week was <laughs> just wanted to point that out there. Um, this week was our last varsity football game of high school since I'm a senior and all my friends are seniors. Um, it was actually last night, and it was really fun. Like I was, I kind of didn't want to go just because I've been having drama with some of the guys on the team but i was your man friend yes my <laughs> man friend that i used to hug um anyways that's a different topic that we'll cover later um it was our last game and i was really glad i went though because we won which we seldom win at our school but it's okay because we still have fun doing it and i do water girl for my varsity team so i always get to be like in the locker rooms with them and like listen to it and it was a, it's basically been a journey for me too being a part of their huddles and listening to the coach drill them on things and listening to them like do their little speech before inspirational speech so it was a big deal for me too just that it was the last game and you got to see Oh, my gosh. I've never seen these guys cry like this before in my life. Like, there was more tears than I think I've ever seen come out of a man in my life. Like, they were hugging each other, bawling, red-faced, like, the whole entire game. And it was really exciting because it was – the other team had 19, we had 24, and the other team was at the five-yard line, ready to get a touchdown, two seconds left, and our defense kicked their butt, and they didn't get the touchdown. So we got to win our last game. So Yahoo! I thought it was really, really exciting. So, yeah, that was pretty exciting. I'm glad I went, and that was my, my big accomplishment of the week was the last varsity game. High and school. Yeah. High school sports are very emotional. Uh, <laughs> getting out of it, like, you know, in hindsight, it was, it was crazy to be like, oh, my gosh, like, this is the last time I'll ever do this or that or this or, you know, my mm -hmm. last dance show because I was involved in dance a lot in high school. And it's really... It was almost sad because I went to the game last night, too, and it was really sad to look back and be like, I was just there. I just had that emotional moment, and it's like, but you guys have so much coming for you. Right, that's, so. that's another thing that we'll probably talk about in a later show because talking about this and preparing this daily detail was like, it kind of opened my eyes that this isn't the last football game. This isn't the last time I'm going to be water girl. This isn't the last time the cheerleaders are going to cheer. If you're that emotional about what you're doing in high school, do it in college. Like... 
that's I mean a lot of people don't realize that they can do that later on so that's probably what we're going to be talking about later too um yeah it's it blows my mind that people think that way but um Jaden do you have a daily detail my life isn't that interesting compared to, the, <laughs> oh, shush. <laughs> compared to these girls. Um, no. Not a lot of good things happen weekly or happy or very memorable. But once a week we go to Jump Street. And I was going to talk Aww. about my grades, but I decided not to because it's pretty random. Uh, I mean, pretty usual. <laughs> so I wanted to be a little bit more random. And we go to Jump Street every night. And this time it was me and three friends, or three friends and I. And we were jumping like usual, doing flips and having fun. The <laughs> next thing we know, the entire place is empty. It was just us four. It's pretty awesome. We just spent an hour playing dodgeball straight. And we just, I reconnected with some friends that I hadn't seen in a long time. And That's it, cool. It was a good week. So let's take a break. I'm Rio Wade. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. It's almost showtime. Tune into Curtain Call every week for the latest happenings from the world of theater. It's news and reviews, both on stage and behind the scenes. If you've ever wanted to be a stage actor, theater director, or work behind the scenes in production, this is the show for you. Your hosts have been there and done that and will answer all of your questions right on the air. 
Listen for Curtain Call. Weekly performances are happening Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team. Welcome back to the program. about women in power and women's role in society based on media. Um, but we just got done with our daily detail, basically telling you guys about our week. And now what we're going to do is another section, which is answering random, ran, random, answering random questions that are sent in from people and just basically from people we know. Yeah, so I have a question that I'm going to direct to Jaden. Um, <laughs> But I guess we can have Rio answer first. Uh, just because Jaden, uh, he brought up that point about the most attractive things he finds in a girl is confidence. So for you guys, what are the qualities you look for in a boyfriend or girlfriend? Okay. So I think mom and I talked about this a while ago, actually, too, because I was reevaluating my man friend and what I really want in a guy. So no offense. But <laughs> okay, so basically what we talked about, obviously it's cliche, but it's legit honesty in a partner is key because if you can't be open about things and you can't say what you want to say, then there's never going to be any trust involved. And, you know, obviously you have to have things in common and like to enjoy doing the same things because so many times I'll meet a guy that, you know, will talk about going on dates and stuff and he'll be like, do you want to go do something fun like rock climbing or ice skating or drive to Prescott or something? Or they're like, no, I want to go to a party. Well, I don't like going to parties, so... No, like we, that's not a good quality for me is, you know, I don't, I don't like people that value that more than innocent fun. That's just me. I don't know what other people go for. So honesty, common qualities and just drive. I think if, if someone that you're trying to be with doesn't have drive and doesn't have a goal, then, and they're not really going anywhere, then I don't want to be a part of it because obviously you haven't had time to figure your own self out. So why do you think that you could handle someone else? You know, like, if that's my three main things. So those are my qualities that I look for. What about you, Jaden? Uh, I really liked your quality uh, with the driving goal. <laughs> oh, that, was, that was awesome. I mean, I never really thought of that, but now that you pointed out, that's something I look for as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also believe that many people can relate to me, that it's very hard to find these days a relationship where there's an equal amount of trust and respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I look for someone who I can trust when I'm not there, even when they're doing stuff they shouldn't, uh, with guys that I don't trust, as long as I can trust them, I'd love for that. Yeah, because so many times you, you know, you are one-sided and you may trust your, they may trust you or whatever, but like you want to be comfortable with letting them go out and do their own thing and not be that controlling person that doesn't want them to do anything. So that's a good point. I really think all those things apply both in high school and, you know, as you get older, your Mm -hmm. relationships get more mature. Uh, things definitely change uh, from middle school to yeah. high school to right around when you're a senior, how your relationships will go, and now into college. It's really hard having relationships, uh, for instance, when you live separately or you go off to college and 
you have to leave that person behind, it stinks. Mm-hmm. Um, but no. <laughs> you have to, yeah, you definitely have to adapt. There has to be that trust, definitely. Yeah. These are all things that stick through relationships. I'm sure Tamara can even attest to way as long as you go for, you know, like through the years. And um, I, I really, I share that thing with uh, intuition, I would like to say, uh, and like drive. Mm-hmm. It's all something that's really attractive to me. Um, not being afraid to like speak up and speak your mind. Obviously, we're all in this room pretty comfortable <laughs> with that because this is what we're yeah. doing right now. But uh, I really think that's something admirable in people. Mm. I think I actually struggled with this too, like just being young and I guess immature to relationships and like the responsibility of having someone else's feelings at your fingertips is I, you know, I, I was controlling, I guess, in a way because I used to make my guy friend or whatever boyfriend feel bad for going out without me and having fun while I'm sitting home alone when I should have just been comfortable with the fact that he was having fun. And I should have, you know, found something else to do while I was home alone. Like, but instead, I wallowed in the fact that he was out having fun with people I didn't know and I was sitting at home. And that's not okay because obviously I'm not comfortable in my own life and my own friends. And I'm worrying about his life when first you should worry about your life and make sure that you're set and who you are and who you want to be. And then you can take on someone else. So that I... We cut Jaden off. I mean, I guess if you have more <laughs> qualities, go for it. There's just one more I wanted to bring in. Uh at least a decent level of commitment from both people Mm -hmm. because it's happened so many times where people will cheat because they're young. They think it doesn't matter. Relationships aren't going to last past high school, stuff like that. And why would you be in a relationship if you don't think it's going to last? I mean, it's, it's kind of pointless. I know you're you're experiencing new things. You're experimenting, but you have to have commitment if you're going to put someone else's feelings in your hands. Like, and yeah. this all leads into our topic for next week, which is actually going to be how do you f- define a serious relationship in high school? So watch out for that episode and make sure you guys, if you have any, you know, ideas or things you want us to talk about, send them on in. Yeah. So um, any other qualities? <laughs> that, we're good. I think we're good. All right. Well, you're <laughs> listening to the Voice America Kids Network. The show is Paper Hope Street Team. I'm Rio Wade. And we were talking, just a recap of what we talked about today, um, misrepresentation on the Oprah Winfrey Network. You can go try to look it up online and watch it for yourself. Or if you have any comments on what we talked about in the show, go ahead and, you know, go to paperhope.com and comment on the blogs and, you know, whatever. Go for it and tell us. Um, right now we're doing random questions that we have from listeners and people involved in Paper Hope, and um, we have another question. Since we, I think we kind of addressed this last week, uh, what's the hardest part about being a teen? But we are all interested in what Jaden has to say about (laughs) it from the boys' perspective. Well, in the car ride over to the studio, we (laughs) spoke about looking into the future, as in your Mm -hmm. own goals and how are you going to pursue them, chase them, achieve what you wish, and whether you should be looking out for yourself or for your children. Now, I all my goals and dreams are set for my children, which is selfless in a way, but it's really all I want. It's all I want to accomplish. Can I interject real quick? Jaden doesn't have children already. He's speaking of his future children yeah. that he plans to have in the future. I should have pointed that okay. out. Okay. He looks <laughs> forward to the future. No, no yeah. 16 and pregnant here. Go for it. So I, have to say the, I have to say the hardest thing is trying to decide where you want to go in life because I've had, two, I have two dreams. One I passed up for the other and Tamara over here was <laughs> trying to convince me to go for the long shot and, follow my dreams as she did and she came out very well but I think that's the hardest thing about being a teen is just figuring out where you're going to go in life what you want to do yeah 
And there's a lot of pressure, especially in high school, is because after high school, you're free to do whatever the heck you want to do. And people get nervous and scared that if you don't have something that you want to do or you don't have a game plan, then you're kind of going to be lost afterwards. But it's okay. Like, I feel like it's okay. Like, if you don't go for your dream the first time, do whatever else you think you need to to fill that time and go for it later. Like, there's always time. I mean, you, you haven't even lived half of half of your life. Like, there's so much more time. Right. Like, that's my, my way of describing fractions, yeah. one eighth. But, you know. Uh, so one fourth. One, okay. <laughs> 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 I'm smart. <laughs> one fourth. Okay. Half of half of half of your life, whatever. But yeah. <laughs> there's always time. So, I mean, I agree because for a long time I was nervous about what I was going to do because I had so many options. I changed my mind every day. And being a senior now, it's like, oh, my gosh. And you will change your mind a lot in college. Oh, yeah. uh, like with me, I feel really happy because I still don't really know where I want to go. But I was like, okay, I'm going to go to university because my scholarships are going to pay for it. And I'm going to try and figure out what I'm going to do. They tell you once you get in there, you're going to change your major a million times. And mm -hmm. it goes the same like when you're still in high school. You're going to change your mind about what you want to do a hundred million times. So don't feel that pressure because it really, it's okay. And if it takes you longer to achieve what you want to do, don't worry. You have your whole life to do it. Then no pressure. Hey, huh? I'm 40 and I'm still <laughs> figuring out what I want to do. Yeah. I just want to be the voice of reason here in the room. <laughs> never never ends i wanted to be a marine biologist when i was little and now i'm terrified of belugas so i know that there's no way in heck that i'm going to be able to be a marine biologist anymore because i don't like belugas <laughs> i think it's pretty cool how we have so many different perspectives in this room yeah, yeah i i really enjoy this so next week hopefully we'll have yvonne back or we'll have another guest that's going to help mm -hmm. us with serious relationships oh uh, why don't you mention where yvonne is today oh, kids well, <laughs> last week we had she's our missing. third member of our street team yvonne and right now she's actually at swim she's at a swim tournament and it's their last swim meet of the entire year at school and there's a bunch of friends there that are competing shout so out bulldogs shout out to aaron and yvonne bffs forever they're competing and, good luck. and hopefully they do really good today <laughs> Um, but next week, she should be back to help us talk about our next topic. Um, any other questions, ladies and gentlemen, from our random questions? Jaden, what's your curfew? That's uh, my question. Uh -oh. I don't know if I should put this over air or whatever we're doing, but I don't really have a curfew, no? okay. and that's where I think my parents lack. No, that's so, fine. I so. just wanted to know because... I like his last input there, that you have a, an opinion about that. You think that... Um, would you like a curfew? I think it would show that they care more, but I know they care so much and that it's a level of trust that I've kind of earned that I don't really have a curfew. Hmm. I like both perspectives There's on that because I actually yeah. hear that a lot in, in Rio's pool of friends. That, I, that, that, same here. That with, with a lack of curfew, I hear both sides. I hear kids say, I wish my parents would in, in, input one, but then I also hear them say, it's cool that they trust me. So I appreciate that. Was it something you guys developed over time? Like, did you used to have a curfew? Yeah, it kind of just extended itself over time. Uh, I remember when I was little, I'd be inside by dark, and then it just gradually got longer and longer. And then some nights I just wouldn't come home. My parents would freak out, and eventually they iron their trust. That's so. exactly how it went with my, like, my mom growing up. I eventually just kept on asking can I stay out a little bit later, <laughs> exactly. a little bit later, 10, 30, 11, 11, 30? And she would eventually just be like, you know, we came to an agreement. Um, as long as I told her exactly where I was, exactly what I was doing, if I went anywhere else, I had to tell her, um, then it was okay. So 
Same story here. It's awesome. Another question for you on the curfew question, though, Jaden. How does your curfew compare with your friends, your peers, your same age? Uh, I have to say that all of my friends have curfews. Are they all male? Yes, they are all male. And, and uh, their curfews are relative to what time? Uh, I want to say around 10 or 11. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that's a good topic, and I even wrote it down here in my notebook to talk for a later date is curfew just as an example, but do kids want their parents to enforce rules? Because so many times there's a split between people that have rules wishing they didn't have rules and people that don't have rules wishing they had rules. So I thought that was really, really interesting. Um, so um, go for it, Mom. I don't know what you're pointing at. <laughs> okay, well... We talked about today women's role in power and media and did the daily details and our questions. And next week we're going to be talking about serious relationships. So that's going to do it. Um, thanks for joining us. You're listening to Voice America Kids. And if listen to the show weekly actually on voiceamericakids.com and contact us at voiceamericakids at yahoo.com. Mention our names, Rio and Erica, and paperhope.com for the blog. And thanks again for listening. Remember have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. We continue to cry for help, and all you can do is laugh? Love it. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Hey, thanks for listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Be sure to check out the blog at paperhope.com for more during the week. And we hope to see you again next Monday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Bye for now.